0: Welcome to the ENA Podcast.
1: This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you back to our latest episode. And uh, today we're talking about elections, ENA elections, and uh, excited to have uh, somebody I've had a, a chance to, to talk with many times in the past, uh, but I'm excited to, uh, to bring into the conversation, bring into the podcast today, Matthew F. Powers. He is the, uh, he was the 2015 ENA president, but currently is the chair of the ENA nominations and elections committee. So Matt, welcome to the ENA podcast. All right. Good morning, Dan. So Matt, uh, April 1st is right around the corner and that's a big day when it comes to elections for ENA as the call for candidates opens up and really kicks off the 2021 election cycle. Um, Matt, I'll start off with sort of the simple but complicated question, You know, what, what do members need to know about what, uh, what April 1st starts off uh, from the, the candidate side but also for uh, the year's election cycle?
0: Right. Thanks, Dan. So for those people that are interested in running for any type of office and serving the organization in the leadership role, there's uh, different opportunities that are out there. So currently board sitting members can go ahead and apply and uh, send their applications in for president elect and also a secretary treasurer. Other than that, those leave open other spaces and based on board's uh, you know, term limits and such. Uh, they It allows openings for our other growing, you know, members that want to have a leadership role within the organization to really, you know, affect a, a change in the association based on their knowledge, their experience. Uh, the other side too, is we do have uh, openings, I believe uh, two this year for two different regions for the nominations um, and elections committee. And that's, you know, certainly a, Uh, position or uh, where you're able to represent your region and you're really able to work with a committee to vet out uh, both uh, candidates for the Nominations and Elections Committee and also the Board of Directors. Um, What's really exciting, I would say, uh, for both of these um, you know, groups, if you will, the board of directors, and also the nominations elections committee is over the years and beginning, probably around 2014 or so we started developing uh, core competencies. And so that way members know uh, what kind of to expect before they, you know, run or, you know, take uh, an interest in office. And, if they don't have specific competencies, it does not disqualify them per se. It just is also maybe a, a personal roadmap of what you can do to um, improve yourself of the competencies to be able to sit on a you know, well-routed uh, board of directors or also on the nominations and elections committee.
1: And, and you bring up a good point when you talk about the, the competencies because being a roadmap I imagine that every year, there are a lot of common questions or concerns that members may have, you know, about whether to to throw their hat in the ring, so to speak, you know, in, in terms of, you know, do I need to be somebody who's been a, a state or a chapter leader in the past? You know, do I need to have a certain number of years of experience as an emergency nurse? Uh, what, what are some of the, the common questions that you get about, um, you know, b- b- becoming a candidate? Is it... it, it Probably isn't as complicated as, as most people would think, or most members would think, is it?
0: No, not necessarily at all. Uh, you know, people do go through the application process, they begin the application process, and then sometimes they think, oh, maybe this is not the right uh, time for me. Uh, and then they tend to maybe either, uh, you know, withdraw their application. Uh, we, as a nominations and elections committee, and also as the board of directors, we really want to work together in a partnership to really provide. Uh, mentorship opportunities and to, to seek out the future leaders of the organization and uh, you know help them with what they need to be uh, successful both in the election and then continuance for their service on the board or the nominations elections uh, committee
1: you know every election is is better when there are choices and and certainly you know over the the last uh, few years at least since I've been with ena the uh, you know for board you know for the different spots on both the uh, NEC and and the board there have been you know a uh, sort of fluctuating number of people who put in those applications and and actually end up on the ballot what what in your your experience now uh, having been with NEC for a few years and, and certainly your experience with ENA, what what do you think are, are some of the more common obstacles that members you um, Maybe just just prevent them from even getting into the the application process that holds them back. they may want to be a part of leadership, maybe they are a part of leadership at a different level but what uh, you know what are some of the more common things that you've experienced over time that keep people from taking that leap and, and even just applying to to get onto the national ballot
0: I would say number the first the first of course is getting the uh, your time commitment in your personal life to be able to serve and also uh, support from your employer. There are times that, you know, you might have to take conference calls, uh, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully post-COVID here, be able to travel so much again and have more of those face-to-face opportunities with your uh, states and also the committees that you liaison with. So I would say the you know balancing the time commitment and support between your employer and your own uh, personal life is I would say the the top uh, thing for people to look at as they go ahead and want to run. The other thing too is is really get yourself out there. Uh, you know people tend to vote for the people that they they know. Um, People that are really not well known within the organization uh, tend sometimes not to be able to be elected even though they are fully competent and stuff. So it's really reaching out to uh, the states and being active within your chapter and your uh, state council, uh, et cetera. So people actually uh, attending conference, uh, regional conferences, things like that, just to network and to meet people so people can put a face with a name and know a little bit more about that person personally.
1: It's about being active and, and certainly being a part of the leadership structure you know, by going through the election process is a way to really uh, take your, act, act, you know, your activity level with ENA to, to a whole nother you know, stage. So, you know, between you and, and everybody who's on NEC, certainly you've all at least been on the, you know, you've been a candidate at least once, sometimes more than once and for different roles. And certainly you served on the board, board of directors and, and as president and now with NEC, what are some of the you know collective experiences that uh, you feel the committee you know, uses to help either improve the process or uh, make it more accessible to to more members, or just really kind of demystify the whole process. Because once you've gone through it, I imagine you learn so much more than uh, than people realize if you just kind of sit on the outside and go, "Well, I, I see what the qualifications are, I see what the process is," but you know they hold off from doing it. But once you've been through it, I, I'm sure that gives you some insight and really informs um, you know NEC in particular on how to to make the process better. So, what are some of the things that you've uh, you and, and the committee over the, the years that you've been involved, what are some of the personal things that uh, that you've taken away and tried to do to, to make it easier for the next generation the next generation of, of folks to get involved? I would, uh, that's a
0: very good question. Um, what I would say is that people that have an interest in running for, uh, for an office, either for NEC or for the board of directors to reach out to Current board members reach out to the national, uh, the, the NEC committee, so we can help uh, you know mentor the process for you, answer any questions uh, that will certainly decrease you know some people's uh, anxiety when they're applying and they're required to you know fill out you know their their competencies. Uh, do a, you know, a, a video that's posted up on the you know, website. And we're all here to help support the candidates as they go through the process. That's one of our primary charges, our primary roles, as well as, you know, seeking out those leaders that uh, may be on the fence of whether or not they should run. But I would say for those people that are interested out there, and hopefully many of you are, that you go ahead and contact any of us on the NEC and even the, the board of directors and people that you might know out there and ask the questions and let us help guide you through the process.
1: So I'm going to put you in the time machine for a second, Matt, and go back to the first time you ran uh, for, uh, I, I assume you ran for the board, that was your first foray as a, as a candidate but um, you know walk me through a little bit of what that was like for you the first time going through that uh, you know ENA was a li- probably a little bit of a different organization you know because this is going back you know uh, not a, a not a whole long time too far ago but um, you know ENA was probably a little bit of a different organization at that point so what um, you know share your experience a little bit of what it was like for you to go through it the first time and and how you know it was a little, maybe it was a little different for you in your subsequent candidacies
0: Right, so that great question. Thanks for letting me uh, share that. So it was probably around two thousand and seven is when I when I ran, and it was much much different back then. Uh, basically, every candidate was living in their own you know bubble. If you are if you were, uh, we really didn't have much of. Uh, uh, I believe we still had um, some you know paper ballots that were out there. There was some you know ability to uh, vote online, but that was all, you know, new at the time that technology was not there as it is today. There was no, you know, really Zoom or, uh, you know, frequently used, you know, video uh, conferencing platforms and such. Uh, the one thing is, is the uh, candidates forum was uh, very, I would say, you know, very strict. Um, you know, it was kind of like, you know, dead men walking uh, <laughs> that you would, uh, you know, be in a room and every three minutes, someone would be, you know, called out of the room and escorted to a stage. And basically you were asked, asked you know, blinded questions that you would have to answer in a dark room in front of about 400 people. So we've tried to make uh, this. And, and the other thing about that uh, too, is there was basically no allowable you know campaigning, so we've changed the election rules over the uh, over the years to make uh, campaigning a little bit more uh, you know easier, more friendly with the candidates. And honestly, uh, back when I ran, there were there were no competence for, competencies for NEC and the board. It was uh, you know very much you know who you knew out there and. And, you know, where you were on the list and who had the prettiest face and all sorts of reasons why people, you know, voted back in, back in that day. So over my term on the board, we really wanted to develop those uh, competencies to really have a high level uh, functioning uh, board of directors to be able to carry out the uh, mission and the tasks of the uh, organization.
1: Well, Matt, you're, you're, we're talking about April first as the opening for the call for candidates, and all that will culminate uh, later, uh, later in the summer into the the early part of fall with the the election and and the announcement of the the winners uh, during conference uh, in late September. Um, you know, when when you look at how fast that time goes, because you go from the call for candidates to uh, slating the candidates, and then you've got, uh, like you said, you've got candidates who are able to go out and, and build their name up and, and let membership know about it, uh, who they are and why they want to be a part of the board. And you've gotten videos um, from the, the NEC's perspective, does this go by as fast as it, as it seems for as somebody on the outside of all this? Uh,
0: it, internally, yes. I mean, I, I think that, you know, once the call goes out and we get the, in, the, the interest, uh, and then once it closes and we start reviewing uh, people's uh, or the candidates' Uh, applications, also their, you know, competencies, uh, you know, making sure that they're, you know, on time with their videos, their photos. My word of advice to candidates that um, really have that interest in applying is to start your application process early. Don't wait till the last minute. Uh, things always, you know, come up at the end. People end up, you know, getting, uh, getting, you know, ill or have other, you know, things that come up in their lives. Uh, sometimes there's, there's certain requirements of videos and certain uh, you know, photos that have to be in a, in a certain type of format. And people that wait till the day of, sometimes an hour before it's due, cannot make those. And unfortunately, they disqualify themselves based on the, uh, the required uh, deadline that, that is um, you know, expected. So st- you know, start your application early. You know, get all of your uh, you know, documents, um, things posted up in that way that we can help, you know, review and assist the candidates from the NEC side if they have any questions that come up instead of, uh, you know, waiting till the last minute.
1: So April 1st, the, you know, everybody gets off, off and running and, you know, act early, get your stuff together so that you can hit those deadlines. And all the information about the, um, the Call for Candidate application cycle uh, will be in an email that goes out to all members on April 1st. So uh, certainly, you know, keep, you know, if you're interested, you keep an eye on your email for that. And uh, throughout the election process, ena.org slash elections is where you can find information uh, about candidacy, about the candidates, and certainly everything moving through uh, the entire 2021 process. Um, Matt, I'll, I'll give you a last word. Anything else you wanna add for for anybody who's listening, who is either contemplating the idea of getting involved and, and applying to be a candidate this year, or just about elections in general?
0: Well, first of all, thanks, Dan, for uh... You know, writing this podcast today and thanks to all the past leaders and the membership out there. And please, if you have any interest in what it's like to be on the board or uh, the NEC committee or anyone has any specific questions, please reach out to any of us on the uh, NEC. Um, Also, if you know of any board members, you can feel free to talk to them about uh, their experience on the board. Uh, et cetera. I mean, of course the disclaimer is that, you know, the board and also the NEC cannot, uh, you know, support one candidate or over the other. So that's so at least a safe place that you're able to, or any candidate is able to speak to us about how to help uh, guide them through the process. The second thing I wanna just put out there is we've got to find a way and to really get our members engaged with the leadership uh, or choices they have of the organization to be able to get out there and vote. I mean, consistently we're still running a five to six you know percent uh, you know national voting, uh, I guess, uh, if you want to call it a, a, a success rate or not, uh, but really to get out there and vote. when you look at our national elections and the voting you know is is much higher in the percentages, then you know I think that we should you know obtain, that interest too. With over 50,000 members, we would like to at least, you know, see, you know, 50, 60% of those members voting, not only, you know, 4,200 or so. So, uh, and really that goes to the, the state level, the state leadership, chapter leaderships, and really reaching out to those members that are really not active, but are members at least to uh, have them read and they have their voice of who is going to be the Future leaders um, and those people participating on the, the board and the NEC in the future.
1: And of course, even if you choose not to to run for uh, a spot on, on the board or on NEC, any member has the opportunity to help, as you point out, advocate uh, for people to be engaged in the the election process uh, as a you know, by learning about the candidates and, and certainly voting uh, to help bump up that that turnout number. Um, you know. I know every year that the goal gets a little bit higher and, and the hope is that people will um, will get engaged in learning about the candidates and participating, uh, as you pointed out, to select the, uh, the future leaders of the organization and certainly the, the leadership that helps um, organize and, and operate the elections every year, which is uh, which is your group that you chaired this year, uh, the uh, Nominations and Elections Committee. So Matt, I, I appreciate you joining the ENA Podcast and um, I wish you luck for uh, for a smooth election cycle in 2021.
0: All right, great, thanks, Dan. It's a great group of people that we're working with. Uh, you know, The partnership between us and the board of directors is outstanding and we're finally getting to that place that we need to get it just to support those uh, you know, candidates, uh, the competencies and et cetera. But anyway, again, reach out to uh, any of us if you have any questions and um, thanks for your thoughts of a successful uh, election year and
1: I think we're, we're gonna be in a good place. Well, very good. Well, and and just to reiterate one thing Matt mentioned in terms of information, uh, certainly there's always uh, resources anybody can turn to from the board or NEC to learn more. But uh, on April 1st, look for the email that kicks off the call for candidates and certainly uh, bookmark and keep tabs on ena.org slash elections uh, throughout the election cycle this year to keep tabs on any information you're looking for. And as simple as making sure that you're engaged as a member and you're part of the voting process, uh, that's the place where you'll learn all about everything you would need to know throughout the course of the year. So again, thank you to Matt for being a part of uh, this episode of the ENA podcast. Uh, We encourage uh, everyone to uh, not only participate in uh, the ENA election cycle this year, but to continue to listen to the ENA podcast for more on everything that's happening ENA. So until next time. Uh, this is Dan Campana, and I look forward to joining us next time on the ENA Podcast.